Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together for y'all? Let's, let's, let's appreciate it. We did beautifully with the Bible reading. All right. Okay. Thank you. Hallelujah. God is good. How many of us are excited to be in God's presence? All right. All right. All right. God is a wonderful God. He's a wonderful God. I, li- uh, I think I would like to read... Uh, the interpretation. Uh, we got a diverse kinds of tongues. That's what happened in the course of the service. And the Lord gave some of our sisters, about two of them, the interpretation to what was said. So I'll read it to us. Amen. I say the river is flowing. Tap into it. I am making a way. Tap into it. The water is clear. Don't miss this opportunity. The river is abundant for everybody. Swim, jump it, jump into it. Long-term issues shall be settled. Pain roll away. Every form of it. Pain in any level. Those that have been there for a long time. I am selecting my own. I am saying it. I am coming now. Make your path straight. Join the train of my people. Join the narrow way. Quick, 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 quick. I am God. I am almighty. Get ready for me. He who has ears, let him hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the word of the Lord. Can we celebrate the word of the Lord? Yes, So can we rise up? Let's just rise up. So Father, in Jesus' name, we just speak. We declare, let it be unto us according to your word. We decree the fulfillment of your word here. I'm praying that no one will be left behind. I want you to just say, Lord, I will not be left behind. Lord, I am determined to jump into this river, to tap into this flow. I will not miss it. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will swim. I will jump. I will roll into it. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I release myself. Do whatever you want to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so, Lord, also we come against pain. If you have pain in your body, I want you to just begin to just touch that place right now. So, Father, in Jesus' name, oh, you spirit of pain, oh, you spirit of infirmity, wheresoever you are in the abdomen, somebody's been experiencing pain in the abdomen for a while now. So, pain in the abdomen, we command you to live now in Jesus' name. I see like a twisted uh, intestine. 
So, Father, in Jesus' name, I command that to be straightened, and I command pain to leave right now in the mighty name of Jesus. There's someone who's been having pain in their thigh area. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I command that pain. You must leave right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray your river will flow, your river of healing flow through this auditorium right now. Flow right now, flow right now, flow right now. Let there be healing, let there be restoration of movement in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone has been having uh, limited movement in their shoulder. I just want you to move it. Father, in Jesus' name, I command movement now in Jesus' name. I command movement now. I command movement now. I command movement now in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak ease. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before we sit down, I want us to pray for a number of things. How many of us have been following uh, what is going on in China? The, uh, what's the name of the coronavirus? I mean, that thing is, uh, is demonic. We're going to just pray and declare that you end. There's another place I want us to pray for is Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico has been having earthquake like on a daily basis since the beginning of the year. It's crazy. I mean, they've had massive one the first uh, week. They had a massive one yesterday again, but almost every day they've been having some. So people are like having, people are having panic attack, heart attack. I mean, the people can't stay in their house because almost every day in some part. So uh, we're going to pray for two different, these two different places. All right. First, let's pray for coronavirus. Let's declare it to end in Jesus' name. Father, it must end. It will not become a global problem. The enemy wants this to become a global problem, to paralyze the whole world, paralyze the whole market. Yeah. Father, in Jesus' name, we put an end to it right now. We put an end in the name of Jesus. Father, we put an end to it right now in Jesus' name. We declare it will not become a global crisis. It will not become a global crisis. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare it to end and stop in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for Puerto Rico. We put an end to earthquake. We declare be stable in the mighty name of Jesus. Earthquake, you must stop in the mighty name of Jesus. Earthquake, you must stop in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, we are praying. You know, I just feel praying for everyone here. I, I believe there is just a grace for, for financial breakthrough in the house. Especially when it comes to career, job, raises, new job. I feel like there is such a grace for that in the house. So, Father, I declare right now that there will be open doors. Open doors of new jobs. Open doors of promotions. There will be jobs even where your people have not applied. Yeah. There will be promotion that people didn't ask for. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. Lord, I, I release that spirit of breakthrough. Yeah. Even the ones that won't make sense. There will be testimony that won't even make sense here. Yeah. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I release it. Lord, I release it. Lord, I release it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put our hands together. Amen. Hallelujah. We can have our seats. Oh, God is good. All right. So we're going to end this series today. Uh, we're going to end to recontinue some other times. Amen. All right. So I'm going to just do part four. Just kind of conclude uh, the message you started, uh, Deep Waters. Uh, the first Sunday, I'll just do a little recap. Uh, we talk about why we should get out of the shallow waters. You know, you, as a child of God, you don't want to be in the shallow. You must go into the deeper place. To we, you know, the next Sunday, which is part two, we talk about the gateway to deep is deeper understanding. So I challenge you to seek deeper understanding. And I pray, I hope you are asking for deeper meaning from God. You are saying, Lord, what is the deeper meaning of this? What is behind this? What are you doing in my life? Amen. And uh, last week, we talked about the process of going deeper, right? Uh, one of the things we talk about, it is personal, right? It is a personal journey. Uh, it is a personal decision. And we talked about a few things. It happens in the secret place. So I hope you're listening to this, and I hope you're paying attention to this. Because even our children, they are paying attention to this. I think I had a testimony, one of our children in school, the teacher asked them what they want to do for the year, and he said, I want to go deeper. In God, right? He said, I want to go deeper in God. And the teacher was stunned. He says, never heard anything. I said, what does that mean? And he explained, because I love God, and I want to really go deeper in him. Hallelujah. I love that boldness, and I love that, uh, you know. So I hope we are catching it. I hope we are really, really running with this. Let's run with it in Jesus' name. Today I'm, I'm going to do a message. I believe hopefully I can do it in 25 minutes, and I really want to just release some words that God gave to me also after the message. All right? Uh, I want to talk about why we need to go deep. So I'm going to conclude by just saying why. So it's almost a conclusion. Why everything I've been talking about, why is needed? Most of them would not be new because I've really referred to them in the course of the last three weeks. All right? So, but I'm going to really try to summarize that to say this is why. In case you're still a little unconvinced, a little afraid, a little, you know, wondering why I should go deeper, why I should do more than just showing up uh, on Sunday, you know, and, you know, just, just, just do my duty and go. Why must I really go further than I, where I am now? Uh, I'm going to really try to wrap it up, and I'm praying that this will convince you. Uh, for some of you, it will further reaffirm what you're already doing. For some of you, it will be, you know what, this, at least I can run with this point. Amen. So are you ready for those points? Holy Spirit, I pray that you will just speak through me. And Lord, open the heart of your people to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Number one, going deeper allows you to go higher. All right, that's important. I hope you will note that one down. You must go deeper because going deeper is what allows you to go higher. 
I worked for many years in the engineering, construction. Uh, it, what I know is the higher a building must go, the deeper must be the foundation. That's all right. So you can't just increase the height of your building because you want it. You have to have really laid the foundation, right? If you don't lay proper foundation, some people try to cheat. You know, maybe they, they intended to build a two-story or three-story or four-story and they lay the foundation appropriately. And the cost of it, they say, oh, they changed their mind. They want to make it 10 stories. People would study things that it doesn't work like that. It's too late now, right? You have to really knock the building down and start all over again. Because if you put another eight story on top of it, what's going to happen? The building is going to collapse or sink or everything is going to happen. Everything bad is going to happen. So it's important for you, if God is calling you deeper, and I believe God is, all of us, one thing about this is God is applying it to everybody in their own way. God is taking you deeper so that you can go higher. All right, because his plan for you, his purpose for you, his ministry for you, his assignment for you, where he's taking you in life, all right, it requires the kind of death he's taking you now, all right? So I want you to obey it. Otherwise, you will be limited. And, you don't, you know, and sometimes you will get to a point when it's too late, all right? When that comes, you have built a very, very shallow foundation. I pray you will not build a shallow foundation for your life in Jesus' name. And that is the principle of God. Uh, you know, one of the most, one of the deep things we do is, is humbling ourselves. Everything about going deeper is very humbling. Prayer is humbling. Everything about going deeper happens in the secret place. You don't get applauded, applauded rather, you know. And that's why the scripture says in 1 Peter 5, 6, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hands, that he may lift you. The reason why God is calling us deeper is because there's a lifting coming. I hope somebody caught that. There's a lifting coming your way. There is a lifting coming your way. And that's why God is saying, I need to really prepare you. You need to have the foundation that can receive what I am doing. And foundation building is not the most exciting thing in the world. It's not the most exciting. It's not what people know. People don't clap for you. People don't applaud you. People are not even aware. People are confused. People are, you know, people usually when God is building something like that, I mean foundation, even in the physical, is not the most fun part of job. If you walk by a building for months, they're just digging. And you're like, what are they doing here? What are they doing here? What are they doing here? What is that? What is that? Nobody knows. You know? But after, well, after they start building up, that goes back quick. Zoom. Everything is up. And everybody says, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's nice. You know? That part is fun. The one going below is not. And so please humble yourself before the Lord because your lifting is coming. Praise the name of Jesus. Also, going deeper, the second point, increases your ability to withstand storms. All right? Storms of life. Jesus told us, in this world you will have trouble, 
John 16:33, but he said, "Be of good cheer; I have overcome the world." I mean, there will be challenges in life, all right? If you live in this world, there will be challenges, there will be storm, there will be things thrown at you. It's never going to be perfect, but people with a solid foundation, right? They can withstand the storm, all right? They can withstand the storm. That's why you must do it now. You don't go and dig when the storm is coming all right i mean i'm sure you've watched those uh, storm is coming on tv as well thank god we don't have a lot of that after we had sandy and that was a long once in a lifetime experience right for some people that's every year experience for them uh, you know every year experience you know it's coming it's coming and they start, you know, they, they go get plywood, they start budding their windows, and they get into the car and they run away. You know, that's about what you can do. But if your foundation is weak, you don't say, oh, yeah, 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 storm is coming, let me go rebuild my foundation. That doesn't work that way. All right? You have to settle that when the house is being built. All right? So you need to go deeper so you can withstand the storm of life. Matthew 7. 24 and 25, very, very critical portion of the Bible, and I want you to note it. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, how do you build your house on the rock? You build your house on the rock because you dig until you hit the rock. That's what is called building the house on the rock. All right? You dig until you hit the rock. Right? So your house will be sitting on the rock. Right? And that's how it is. Your house is sitting on the rock. And he says, the rain came down. The streams rose. The winds blew. And beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock. When storm comes, you will be standing in Jesus' name. When winds blow... Storm rise and beat against your house, beat against you, you will not fall in Jesus' name. You will still be standing. I mean, yeah, some windows might get blown off, you know, and then some sheet of your siding might go blow up. That's easy to fix, right? You know, that's easy. You put it, you replace the window, you even get a better window. Yeah, you get a better window. You know, you get insurance payment or whatever, you get you improve it. But if the if the foundation collapses that's it that's difficult to do so it's very important for you to really pay attention to those things all right it is hearing all right and putting into practice and you can't put into practice unless you have a deeper meaning right hearing seeking deeper meaning applying it to your life and that doesn't always happen in public all right all those personal process, they don't happen in public. So you need to really practice it on your own. Hallelujah. Number three, going deeper allows you to tap into the heavenly resources. All right? The deep heavenly resources. First Corinthians 2, 9 and 10 says, However, it is written, no eye has seen, what no no." What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. How many of us really are excited about that? That God has prepared some things for you, all right? 
They are not even things people have seen. They are unique. They are special. Tailor made for you. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, These are the things God has revealed to us by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So these things are deep things of God. Things that God has prepared for us, they are deep things of God. They are not explainable. All right? They come from God, from the depth of God. That's where they come from. All right? And that's why you must have a deep root. Amen. Those of us who studied a little bit of agriculture or whatever it is, you, you remember that, right? The tap root and uh, fibrous root, fibrous root, right? Tap roots penetrate deep into the soil, while fibrous root is very shallow and does not penetrate as deeply. All right, we need to have tap roots. All right, it takes tap roots to reach the nutrients. Those trees that last long. 20 years, 30 years, many, many years. You know, some trees last 50 years or longer, right? 100 years. They, they don't have fibrous root. They have tap roots. Tap roots, they, you know, they last months. They last months. You just take one, you know, dry season, they're gone because they're all here, right? You know, just in the surface of the soil. And it takes a little dryness and they dry and they go away. But the ones with tap root, you know, because they can go a lot deeper, right? So even if it is dry for a season, for a year, they can, they, they will even dig, dig in and go deeper. They can reach resources that the ones with fibrous root can reach. Amen. So going deeper with God allows you to tap into some heavenly resources. You will just tap into some heavenly favor that nobody can explain. You will tap into something about you. People can know your source, the source of your joy, the source of your blessing, the source of your peace, the source of your stability, why things are just aligning for you, why you are okay, why you are just standing. Even after all these things, because you have tap roots. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I have tap roots. That's why I'm still standing. And that's why I'm still shining. The Bible says, That man shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. All right? You, because you have tap root, you are. You know, it's not a tree that is. Is it like a tree? I say, A tree that is planted by the rivers of water always have water, always have nutrients. Uh, but there are a lot of trees that are not planted by the rivers of water, but they still look good. Why? Because they have tap root. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I have tap root. That's where I'm still standing. And that's where I'm still shining. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four, going deeper increases your longevity. Longevity. I am always, always, you know, happy, excited when I meet people who have longevity. You know, because... A lot of people can do great things for a very short time. A whole lot of people. A lot of people can just can do great things for a short time. A lot of people can be faithful for a very short time. A lot of husbands can be faithful for three years or five years, right? A lot of wives can be, you know, great wife for a few years, right? 
But if you have someone who has been good for 10, 20 years, wow, I think you need to celebrate them. I'm serious. Ladies, if you have a husband who has been there for 10 years, for 20 years, it, they need celebration. If you have a wife who has been there for you, you know, for many, many years, as the year goes, so, so should the celebration go. Amen. A lot of people can be good friends. That's why we appreciate long-time friends, right? Because they've just been there. Some people can be your friends for a season, for t six months. That's, how, that's about how they can take it, right? And they are just there. That's, that's the much of you they can handle, and they disappear. You know, but if people have been with you for many years, and they are still a good friend, they are still kind, they are still there, they are still supportive, they deserve some appreciation and celebration. Amen. It is going deeper that increases longevity. All right? And a lot of people who don't last in their work with God are people who are not deep. Even Jesus told us in Mark chapter 4 in the parable of the sower, verse 16 and 17, he said there are some like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word, and once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. It breaks my heart. Many people don't last. Many people, they come to church, they're excited. They like what they hear. They like this, you know, their work with God. Six months. A year, two years, when life just brings its twist and turns, what happened? They, they fall away. They run. They said, I can't do this. You know, they just, 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 the reason is they're not deep. All right? So I want you to become, make up your mind to be a deep Christian. Someone who hears the word and not just get excited alone, right? but decide to do something about it in their own personal life. Decide to go home and listen to it again. Take those scriptures and, you know, memorize them and meditate on them and say, how does this apply to me? And say, maybe, how can I go further in this? People who do that, they last. They last longer. You know, I want you to last. Even if you're not here, anymore in 20 30 years we run into each other i want to hear you are still faithful you're still serving god you're still standing you're still fresh you're still sound you're still on fire for jesus you're not an environmental christian all right oh yeah yeah they are, they are christian who are just christian because of the environment all right, once that environment is no longer there, oh, they're not, you know, they're no longer there. You know, they're not, they're not serious anymore. One, there are no people calling them. There are no people, you know, bullying them into the kingdom of God. Some people, you have to bully them to just do everything. They have to be afraid of, so, oh, D.Y. is going to call me. The pastor, be, uh, be this. They're going to, if I don't show up to a tongue of fire, oh, they're going to harass me. Let me show up. Every year, we have to really harass you to go to the retreats. 
Ah, you'll be saying, thank you. Ah, this was great. But by next April, you are back to the same place. You say, I'm not going this year. Why? I just don't want to go. Why? I don't feel like going. Why? I have stuff to do. No, you don't. Then we have to start all over again, sending people to you to talk. Can you talk to him? Can you talk to her? He doesn't want to go again. Then somehow, a week before, we convince you. And you make, you make it, you know, and you are there, you're like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, I go there. And we thought we've done the job, we have to start a cycle. You know why? No depth. No depth. You would think after that experience, the person will go home and think and say, wow, why was I not trying to go? It's because the enemy is doing it. You see, people who can, that's, that's where... Ability to derive meaning is the source of death. That's how you go deep. So I want you to really, really determine to go deeper. That's how to last. And you are going to last long in Jesus' name. You are lasting long in Jesus' name. You will last long in Jesus' name. You will be like the seed on a good soil with nutrients, who has root, developed root, and is standing, shining, still on fire for Jesus, still have their worship, their prayer life is still intact, and they just, even if we run into you anywhere, in Texas, or in uh, Virginia, or wherever you, you know, wherever we run into it, in the world, and you still tell us, you know what, I'm still serving Jesus, I'm still doing this, in fact, I'm the one doing this, I'm still a part of I am, you know, I'm even further along than where I left you. That's the testimony I want to hear concerning you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Number five, going deeper makes you a blessing to the world. A blessing to the world. You know, because the world needs deep people. Too many people in the world are shallow. All right? Too many people in the world are shallow. No root, no depth, no anchor. They are just being beaten all around by what is going on in the world. Some of us have to really be there. One day my son came home. We were, just having, we were having a conversation. And he said, you know, he just, he just said something, just, just joking. And he said, you know, so when we grow up, we're going to have a lot of work to do. I said, why? Say, how are these kids vaping? <laughs> what is, where are they going to be in 20 years? They are going to be so messed up, and we're going to be the one, the spiritual people ministering to them. I was say something he said jokingly, and I'm like, that's deep. That's actually true. Even in our world today, you know, I mean, even at your job, some of the people you think they have it together, they don't. They have the look, but they don't. Talk a little bit with them, there's a lot of mess going on. They need you. They need us. I really believe that going deeper is a debt that we owe the world. It's a debt that we owe the world. Not going deeper is the height of selfishness. It allows us to be a blessing. He allows us to carry weight. He allows us to be, you know, in dry season, you, are sti you still have water. 
you get that? You still can produce. You see, that's actually Jesus' wisdom for us. When Jesus came to that tree, it wasn't time for tree to bear fruit. Do you know that? Have you been confused by that story? I mean, the Bible said it wasn't time for a tree to bear fruit. And Jesus got there and, he, and Jesus cursed the tree. Ha, why would you curse the tree? I mean, it wasn't the time. But Jesus' expectation for us is to bear fruit even out of season. Hallelujah. That's his expectation. That's his expectation. His expectation is for us to still minister to people. Even when things are rough. And we can. Even when you are go- I mean, people you minister to will later find out what you are going through. And they'll be like, ha, really? Why? Because you have roots. I mean, some of the people ministering here, you think your life is so perfect? No. You think they have everything together? No. Some of our ministers here, child with challenges, you know, you know, single parenting, they are dealing with all that. And yet they are carrying the load of some of you who have everything. I mean, have you thought about that? What allows them to be able to do that is root. And that's, if you don't have root, your challenges is enough to, co- to get you to collapse. I mean, you can't. You're just, I mean, you're just so worried about your challenges. You know? On Tuesday, I got into an accident. The devil wanted to kill me on Tuesday. On Tuesday. I, a lady ran a red light. Just going, ran a red light. Thankfully, I, I caught it on time. Couldn't brake, swerved, and was coming at me on the driver's side. Heavy car. If you know a little bit about car, it was a BMW 5 Series. All right, coming at you like that, swerve. Thankfully, a little shaking. But I was good. Amen. God delivered me. But I was coming to church. I had an appointment with somebody at 10. All right? You know, I had an appointment with him at 10. You know, know, I was sitting down there waiting for the police. I called the guy. I even remember to call the guy. I mean, it it wasn't that crazy. Oh, don't call me. He said, I'm already 15 minutes away from church. I said, you know, I just got into an accident. I'll text you and let you know how it goes, if we're still able to meet today. All right? You know, thankfully, everything got worked out. And came, I was coming to church. came to church. You know, called the guy. We still met. I still was able to do everything I had to do that day. I watched myself, of course. Later in the day, I had a little sore in my body. All right? You know, some Tylenol took care of that. Amen. And I'm fine. Amen. Ordinarily, I won't be here yesterday. I was a little sore yesterday. If you notice, I was a little, you know. Ordinarily, all these, you know. So, so sometimes, we minister out of our own challenge. We minister out of our own troubles. I mean, sometimes, what I've gone through to even get here is a lot. You know, things we've, you know. But someone that has their root in God, They are bearing fruit even when they are not in season. Because we all go through dry times. 
All right, you will go through dry, dry times. We'll go through seasons where, in fact, what you are going to rely on is what you have stored inside of you. You know, you go through times when you are not even able to pray properly because you are going through challenges. And you rely on what you have stored. Amen. So I want you to know that that is what makes you a blessing to the world. The Bible says in Daniel 11:32, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I want you to say, people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I mean, and you don't know God in public. You know God in private, right? You know God in a, it's a personal decision, a personal desire. It's a function of what is going on in your life. There are so many people here, God is reaching out to you. God is calling you. He's waking you up. He's nudging you. Some of you are saying, I need you. I want you to go a little deeper, just like we were singing, right? He's pulling you a little closer. He's trying to take you a little deeper. Don't run away. Don't say, I don't want this. You know, I'm not Jim Jim. Some of you, that's what you're saying. Oh, I'm not those spiritual people. Why, why can't you be? So what's wrong with you that you can't be spiritual? I mean, I mean, why, why, I mean, why will you be arguing and counting yourself out? What does it take to be spiritual? Just you know God, that's all. I mean, some of these things that we do, I mean, we don't even know where it came from. I mean, people get prophecy. You think they, they didn't go to school. It's just God decided to flow through them. That's all. I mean, just be serious with God and let that take care of itself. I mean, let that take care of it. If God decides to use you, I mean, to use prophecy, he's going to use you. If God decides to do word of knowledge, and he just decides to use you to worship, I mean, it's, it's not up to you to determine how he uses you. And if God decides, you know what, I'm going to use you in business. You know, God, God will begin to give some of you revelation about the market, word of knowledge about what is going to go on in the market. I mean, if God decides to use you that way, let him use you that way. But that is not a function. That is not, you don't have to be unspiritual to do that. Some people think I have to be unspiritual to be a successful person at work. No, I was a, success, I was a pastor. I was doing so well. Successful person at work. Because they go together. They, they go. I mean, if the anointing of God is upon you, it doesn't matter. It flows everywhere you go. I mean, if God's favor is upon you, the anointing of God is upon you. I mean, I used to walk. You remember, I used to walk, and they, they would ask me to do presentation at work. I'm like, really? Yeah, okay. I do presentation. They're like, where did you learn all this from? I said, you don't know my other life. You don't know my other life. <laughs> you don't know my other life. This is what I do. I do this. You know, so it, it works. If God's grace, God's anointing is upon you, it is not limited to church. Get that right now. And if you don't get that, we're not necessarily going to even be the kind of church God wants us to be. Sometimes we just compete with each other in church because we forget that the word is out there that, you know, that God wants us to. God can give you word of knowledge to your co-workers. All right? Your co-workers. It shows you something about them. Now, you need a little bit of wisdom to be able to apply that, right? 
You can just run into people and say, God has a word for you. Shakalabali, hende, hende. And you, you jack yourself a little bit and give them the word, right? That, that's okay here. We, we understand. We can handle that. We can take that. You know, you can do that at work. But you know, all those things are not necessarily the prophecy, right? All this jerking, all this. That, that's, not, that's not part of the message. Some people confuse that. I'm serious. That's not part of the message. In fact, the Bible says the spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophet. That means the prophet has a measure of control on how they deliver the message. So the way we're going to deliver that at work is going to be different. You know, I mean, I give people words outside. I give people words. I mean, sometimes I run into people, I talk to them, I mean, my baba, my, all these things, and I just start talking to them. And I ask them questions. Do you, you know, do you say, yeah, you know that, you know, yeah. Sometimes I sense things. And they say, really, I do, yeah. You know, I, I'm a Christian. Sometimes God give me some, something about people. Oh, really? Wow, that's cool. I mean, if it's right, people say, I mean, can I pray for you? Oh, yeah, sure, man, pray. All my hands, our legs are all pray. They want that. And, you know, we need to start doing that. Because people are looking for those. That's, why do you think they go to palm readers? They go to tarot readers? Why do you think? I mean, they are messed up. They are confused. Their life is in a mess. Someone with a PhD is going to read their palm. <laughs> you, see, you, see how, you see how messed up they are? You know, I mean, because they are confused, but they need us to be there. They need all of us to be deep, to, re to receive from the source. Hallelujah. They need us to receive from the source. I was, you know, when I, when I, when I was in corporate, I, I ran into a lady, one of my co-workers. I just, just went to her, just went into her, you know, her desk. And I saw her like this. I'm like, what, what's going on? And so she was in tears. You know, what happened? And I pull her and let's go to the conference room. And we said, what's going on? She just heard the bad news. You know, we never talked about faith before. And I said, but I'm a Christian. I can pray for you. You know, can we pray? She had some bad news about her son. And we held hands and I prayed. You know. Next day, I check on her. We prayed again. I said, we're going to pray. We're going to go, go, go to the conference room and pray. We prayed, prayed. You know, by God's grace, the issue was resolved. My wife's co-worker was sick. Sick with, I think he was diagnosed with some, some cancer or something. A guy. You know, a Caucasian dude. I mean, and everybody at work said, I think you should get Bola. You should talk to Bola. Talk to Bola. Everybody at work, and this is a state government job office. Talk to her, talk to her. You know, I think she, you know, my wife had to, you know, speak to him, pray with him, gave him this, listen to this, listen to, I mean, all of a sudden he was receptive, he was open. The guy lived through it. But that's how we should be at work. Hallelujah. I don't know why God wants me to go in this direction, but. To be a blessing to the world is our calling. But that calling cannot be fulfilled if we are shallow. Shallow like the world. We are complaining. We are, you know, oh, you know yeah. gossip is where you find. I mean, all these things that people, politics are work. You know, people are, all these, that's, 
they still find you there. That's shallow. You know, and people bring it to church. Some people, everywhere they are in the church, they are in the shallow waters. You know, in the church, there's deep water, there's shallow water. In the shallow water is gossips, is this, is that's all they hear about. Oh, yeah, this, you hear what they, somebody said on the prayer line? Ah, someone is not happy about it. You know? Some people, they know all those. They know everyone that is not happy in church. Everybody that is not happy. Oh, somehow. You know? But they don't know what God is doing in church. They, they have no clue. They have no clue. I mean, they, every, in the deeper water of church, they don't know what is going on. They don't know what God is saying. They don't know what God is doing. They have no clue. But they know everything else. They know who doesn't invite people to their own party. <laughs> when they talk, talk to you about the church, you think you're in two different churches. You say, this church? <laughs> I'm, I'm the pastor of this church. I have no clue. What I see is what God is doing in this church. And God is in the deep. God is not in the shallow. Tell your friend, get out of that shallow end. <laughs> that shallow end is a dirty end. It's a noisy end. But the deep hand, you hear God there. That's where God is moving. That's where, we're that's where we are, and that's where God is. Hallelujah. Bible is saying here that we are in a word in Hebrews. I believe Hebrews, I can't remember specifically. Maybe I have it. Hebrews 12, right? Hebrews 12, 27. The Bible talks about... We have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. You know, it's a let us be thankful and worship God acceptably. But I think in verse 27, it talks about everything will be shaken. All right? And it says we are in a shaking time. The world is, will be shaken. And the world is shaking now. The world needs those of us who are stable. Not because we are stable in ourselves, but because we are stable in God. Because we put our faith in God. So we are not, we don't fear their fear. We are not running around. We are stable. We are immovable. Isn't that what the apostle says in 1 Corinthians 15? He said, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding. You see, people who are steadfast and immovable, they are always abounding. Hallelujah. And I pray that that will be your portion. In Jesus' name. All right. I have a few minutes. I just want to really pray. I just want to, you know, declare words. Uh, our keyboardist, can I have you, please? You said 10 minutes, right? I need you here. 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. All right? All right? So you, you follow me. We have to do this together. Hallelujah. Oh. I have only six minutes. But I really want to really believe that God is calling some people here to launch out. Hallelujah. God is calling some people here to launch out. I just, so that's a specific word that I want to give, and I want you to rise up. I want you to rise up. I want you to rise up. God is calling some people here specifically. So I just want to really just uh, speak it, declare it, and you will receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I just ask in Jesus' name. I pray you will move in this place. I pray you will release your word with power. I pray that your word will move with power. I pray that everything that is dead will come alive. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 
As I was preparing for this message, God gave me this word, Luke chapter 5, which we read. Now in Luke chapter 5, Jesus told Peter, I want you to launch back into the deep. That's what he said. After, after Peter borrowed him his boat, and Jesus wanted to reward him, and he said, I want you to go to where it is deeper. In verse 4, Luke chapter 5, verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your net to catch some fish. Fish, Hallelujah. And the Lord is calling many people here this year to launch out to where it is deeper. That means some of you is calling you to stretch. He's calling you to do something that is bigger than you. There's a number of you is already giving you some, some idea of what it is. You know, you've tossed to and fro with it a little bit, and you've even just wished it goes away, but it hasn't gone away. The Lord is asking you to launch into the deep. But what you've been offering is excuses, just like Peter. Peter said, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch anything, all right? So what you, have, you, you have, what you have been offering him is excuses why you can't go deeper. Why you can't launch out. Why you can't do this. You just don't, you don't think you're ripe. You don't think anybody will, is, the time is ripe. You think it's difficult. You think this is not the right time. You're saying, you know, this is a busy time in my life. This is a very difficult time in my life. But the Lord is asking me to tell you to launch out. The Lord is asking me to tell you to launch out. Launch out, launch out, step out. And what did Peter do? Peter said, nevertheless, because you say so. So, Father, I'm asking now that the spirit of nevertheless will rest upon this house. You see, nevertheless means, yes, it is true. The atmosphere is not correct. It is true. Everything scientifically is not the proof that there is no fish. In fact, I don't even have the emotion. I don't have the, the passion. I don't have the feeling about what you're telling me right now. But nevertheless, <laughs> so Father, I'm praying this year, 2020, the spirit of nevertheless will rest upon this house. In the mighty name of Jesus, the courage to step out, the courage to just jump in, the courage to launch out into the deep will be released upon this house right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. There's no such thing as sight faith. You know, faith is never by sight. The Bible says we walk by sight and by faith, not by sight. You see, there's no such thing as faith if you can see everything. For some of you, God is calling you into businesses. You know, God is calling into business. And it's not the kind of business that you need your friends to patronize. No, no, no. It's not, that's not the business he's talking about. It's big. It's big. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger. But you are saying limitations. Some of you are even saying, you know what, immigration thing is really a, a challenge for me. Uh, I have this. I have that limitation. I have this limitation. The Lord is saying that it is not by sight. It is by faith. So you need to step out and just trust him. Because he says so, you are going to say nevertheless. I want you to say nevertheless. Because you say so, I am launching out. And look at what happened to Peter. 
in court. I mean, more than he can. I mean, he even needed help. They caught so much fish. I mean, they needed people to come and help them. And I'm praying that there will be such an harvest. There will be such an harvest in this house. You know, that means you are going to do things that is going to be a blessing to others. That means you, just, you don't just think of things, businesses, ideas, things that just needs you, relies on you, and just requires you. No, it requires others. You see, that's the level of, you know, that's the level where God is taking you to in the mighty name of Jesus. And the Lord is saying, and this is, same thing happened to Peter in Matthew chapter 14. In Matthew chapter 14, Jesus saw Peter walking on water. Peter saw Jesus walking on water and coming. And Peter, Peter said, if I wasn't sure, it's Jesus this time. He wasn't totally sure. So he said, Lord, if it was you, ask me to come. He said, Lord, if it's you, ask me to come. Uh, and um, Jesus said, come. I mean, that's a risky thing to do, right? Very risky. I mean, how about if he was in Jesus and he still said, come? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> sometimes he takes some, some attitude like Peter. You know, some, some faith. You know, that, that is that some childlike faith. Some faith, you know, that if you look back and say, wow, if I knew everything I knew, I wouldn't have taken this step. You know, did you, sometimes we know too much. So we can't really step out. So I'm praying, Lord, you will prevent us from knowing too much in certain areas. The Lord will prevent us from even knowing the risk we are taking. You know, you know, no, Father, because you want us to go forward in the mighty name of Jesus. So Peter started walking. You know, Peter started walking. Peter started walking and he was looking at Jesus. You know, at some point in his life, he started thinking, well, this water is deep. You know, this water is deep. If I, if I, and I can't really swim. And that as soon as he got overwhelmed by that thought, what? He started to sink. Got overwhelmed and he started to sink. And the Bible says, immediately Jesus reached out and caught him. Because he cried out to Jesus, say, Lord, save me. I want to let you know that Jesus will not allow you to sink. He will not allow you to sink. I want you to step out. He will not allow you to sink. Jesus reached out and caught him. Some of you, you have failed before. You have experienced this before. And therefore, there is so much fear. There is so much fear about launching out. There is so much fear about going back to school. Some of you, maybe you, you've tried it before. You've, done, you've att attempted some, you know, some degree, some profession, something before. And it just didn't work out. And you, you know, you have so much shame. You have so much scars. And now you can't really do it. The Lord is saying, you got to say, nevertheless. 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 And some of you, the Lord is wanting you to give some people some chances in your life. You know, some people have disappointed. It's not all of you. You got to pray and just know that this is applicable to you. Some people you have counted out because they've disappointed you before. And the Lord is leading you to those set of people again you're like oh no oh no oh no oh no oh no i can't do this anymore i remember how this person did i remember what this person did i remember what this person did the lord is saying you got to look a little closer you got
got to look a little closer. You got to look a little closer. You got to look a little closer. The Lord is using those individuals now. Things have changed, and you need to be able to catch the wave in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I just release these words over your people. I declare, I declare, let it be unto them according to your word. I declare the spirit of nevertheless is resting upon this house. People are stepping out. People are stepping into the deep waters. People are launching out unafraid of, of, of sinking because they know Jesus is there to catch them. And the Lord says, I'm there to catch you. I'm there to catch you. There's someone here who is so afraid. You're so afraid. The fear is gripping you, you know, especially about what the future holds. And that has limited you. The Lord is saying, fear no more. He wants you to begin to act like those problems are not there. Just move forward. Just move forward. Just move forward. He's there in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen.